Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You really want parents here sending your child to first grade with the teachers not vaccinated? They're not wearing masks? No! Well, that's what you get with Glenn Trumpkin. That's what you're going to get. It's this generalized attitude that whites are being put upon, and we've got to do something about it. We being white voters. Compromise is not good enough for a lot of my colleagues in Congress. It's all or nothing, and their position doesn't seem to change unless we agree to everything. Enough is enough. And with that uh, goes the pulse of the uh, infrastructure bills, as um, Joe Manchin gave it both barrels today. Had enough. Man, I tell you, that guy is talking about sticking to his guns. He mm-hmm. is going... So this framework that they, <laughs> uh, that all the secretaries, cabinet secretaries, were sent out to to uh, Hype up. Sh- celebrate over the weekend, yes, is uh, finito for now. Anyway, I mean, I, well, I, I keep assuming they're going to get something. Well, in the progressive, so Jayapal kind of said today, like, oh, we never said we're not going to vote for the bipartisan bill. Like, we're definitely going to get something done. Like, they're kind of backtracking a little bit now that Manchin has sort of you called their Wednesday. bluff. Wait till so Wednesday. We'll they can't have, a, they can't have a vote till at, till at least the end of the week. So wait till um, Wednesday. Once the elections are done, the president progressives are going to say, mm-hmm. you see, this is what happens when you moderate. And right. So we well, they're on. already working on that narrative. So a bunch of people are saying, "See, we get like this is the Twitter activist." You look very pretty liberal. today, Alice. Really, I was looking I do? today. Um, what was I looking at? Maybe I wasn't looking at anything. I was just walking hmm. and thinking. It's nice to have a I'm pretty. I'm still looking for my Senator Dodd cart picture. Nice, nice I to have can't a pretty thing it. around the house. You know. Thanks. Honey. It belongs to I me. I appreciate that. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, um, yeah, we got to get that. We, I, I, I know we saw it recently. We have a picture of me insurrecting at the Capitol yes. way back in 2010. Yes, Stealing Senator picture. Dodd's it's cart. But I can't. Picture. No. Fairly risque. We also Is have it risque? I don't think you, it's really One of you riding risque. a missile, Alice. That's not. Remember that one? That's remember, illegal, so we don't remember, have that. What, what, nope, what, that's gone. That was the um. How was that, of, some... that was the Department of Energy. Was it? We went into the <gasps> lobby of the Department of Energy. There was a missile there. And, and you I forced I forced her to ride it. Um, a la, um, a la Doctor Strange, right? But uh, in a more no. twisted way, probably. <laughs> uh, it, oh, it's a hot you picture. Have a mental problem. I gotta grab. Where is we that? We need that's, to that's find framed. my picture on Senator I'm Dodd's gonna, cart. I'll that's be releasing true. It's all around of, somewhere. I'm gonna release yeah. all these pictures as uh, DNFs, IDFs. Uh, what are they called? When and then there's one version of them, so I can get rich. <laughs> NFT. NFT. All of Alice's a non-fungible token. Yes. When she, NFT is a, yeah. a a barely somebody had built bajillions of dollars of a barely pictures 20, stolen today. A barely twenty-three-year-old Alice Shattuck, by the way. I was more than barely twenty. Absolutely almost, scandalous. Almost. I've documented 24. it all. Mm-hmm. The Larry King picture. Oh. That's gone. I think. Anson no, the Larry King picture is still up there. The flashing picture. Where is that one? People can still find that. 
Where is it? That's a great picture. Where can picture. I find that and delete it off the internet forever? We were, went to the museum that uh, Madame the Tussauds. The Wax Museum in, in D.C. Okay. We went to our... tell the story? We went to our... We went to D.C. I, I we went work. to D.C. on our honeymoon because we're nerds. Um, and we had fun at all the tourist attractions, basically. It's long story short. Right. So there was... Well, the, the wax figure of Larry King is there... And once again, at my prompting, Alice flashed it, <laughs> he and we got a picture of her. All kinds of stuff. But the thing back is, back when well, I listened thing, to you and your BS, here's the thing: I'm not Charles Manson, Alice. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing: is that you didn't really have to flash it, Alice. You could just make it look like you were flashing it. But that Larry King got the real thing. Wax Larry For, King, not uh, real point, Larry King. Point blank, Alice's. Uh, Assets were right there in Larry that's King's not face. True. You did not no, have to do that. That's that was not true. Alice, not You're everything. It's like it's like it's like putting a live round in the gun in a movie set, Alice. You don't. Not everything has to be royally gone through with, you know. But there you go. I'm sure the the uh, security crew at Madame Tussauds. Maybe it's too soon uh, to joke thrilled. about that, honey. All right. So, oh yeah, here, this, I'm angry about this right here. What are you angry about? Uh, you know what I'm angry about? I'm angry about this. Disney Plus has released a new trailer for the new Star Wars series, The Book of Boba Fett. Frig is wrong with anybody who is excited about this. Are you serious? You should be ashamed of yourself, the new Star Wars series. Really? Between that and the freaking Superman crap that's going on with whatever? Well, Why do adults eternal... know so much about this crap? Well, and the eternal it. stuff that, you know, we talked about yesterday with, like, the newest Marvel thing or whatever. The thing is, is that it's hey, very, like... Here. here you go. It's, you can have my phone. They're really just trying to, like, stick the Star Wars label on stuff or stick the Marvel label on stuff and, you know, hope that that works to get audiences. Like, they're just milking the franchises at this point because they own the intellectual I property. I understand they're and doing it, like, but I'm mad at the American public for being consumers of this. Right. I'm mad that you're, in, that you're intellectually curious about the secret life of Boba Fett. You know, he was on screen <laughs> well, for an eighth Fett of a second in, in, the, in the original three that matter, okay? Well, that's what I was going to say, is that I think that that's part of the reason he's a fan favorite, is because people really like Boba Fett, but he's not really, like, that fleshed out in the original Why would trilogy. Why like Boba and Fett? And then, like, they sort of, like, played into it with the prequels, how they made, like, Jango Fett, and then his son, no, like, no, wants no, no, to no avenge him. There's no like, such thing as prequels. There the were damage prequels. has been done by the, that's by the time That's my generation's out. stuff. That's like, idiotic. These things are Our all kids of, thought the prequel I showed them one and they thought it was no, pretty cool. No. What happened in nineteen seventy seven was an amazing groundbreaking experience for the entire earth. It was <laughs> groundbreaking. Okay? And the the two after that as well. The, all this crap that's uh, this is no longer this is not Star Wars didn't used to be a movie. It was its own separate institution. Now this just just you know, uh, mass producing these this crap that sucks is absolutely bad. I, I'm mad at everybody who likes any new Star Wars, and I'm mad at adults who are over you know 16 years old who care about that and are like uh, you know bookmarking the Mandalorian to see a tiny version of Yoda. <laughs> Jesus, pathetic. Well, and I think I mean I think there's something to this, right? Because. I mean, I find it cheap. Like, okay, so I'm reading the Lord of the Rings to our kid. I'm a really big, like, Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. person. I really like it. I think the movies are, uh, like, a B plus. Like, you think they did about as Correct. good as you can do for a movie of the Lord of the Rings. But they're yep. still not the books, which are, like, 100% A plus. So, fine. Like, I like all that. I don't really like the idea that... Uh, Jeff Bezos is now funding like specialty extra series of like other Lord of the Rings stuff. I'm like a little bit on the fence about the like Amazon Lord of the Rings other series that's coming out. I don't really want it to turn into this like Star Wars like franchise junk. And I really, really, really don't like that I now see in my Twitter feed because I talk about the Lord of the Rings in front of my mm -hmm. phone, which apparently records my every move. I now see ads for Build-A-Bear Lord of the Rings bears that look like cute Gollum and stuff. Like, I think that that's weird, and I think that it cheapens the thing that it is, and it bothers me, and I hate it. And I'm never buying it, and I report the ads as offensive every time that I see them. But I, like, 
I don't like, and I know I sound like an old crotchety codger or whatever, but I don't like the commercialization of stuff that I like that seems like good and pure, you know? Like, I think that Lord of the Rings Build-A-Bears bothers me. Because it's something that sort of seems like higher and better and good. And like like you said how like Star Wars isn't just a movie. It's like something else. It's better, right? And like mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that I don't like how they're trying to turn everything into this like Disney thing. I don't want to go to Lord of the Rings world, you know? Like that would bother me. Right. I, I completely agree with you. What do you think about uh that you, Alice? You're right. And I'm not seeing you naked here. Talking to us. What are you looking for? Your flashing picture. It's. I wasn't really flashing. Yes, you Stop. were. No. I gotta find that. I did. I did put that out. Let's it's see. not true. Fake news. Damn. I know the guy who posted that. Well, I, actually, I'm sure I have it. Um. Okay. Um. So yeah. So, so we're mad at those people. Get into something. You know, I was walking through Newburyport today, Newburyport, Massachusetts. Okay. You know, the old an old whaling town or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was walking past all these different uh, houses from the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, maritime houses, this and that, etc. Mm-hmm. That like, why isn't that better than watching Star Wars, a fantasy, a a, a 50th generation copy of an original? Um, that's totally about a fantasy that's now woke that happens in space in make believe. Why wouldn't you want to like check out stuff and walk around? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But there, there you go. So that's that's it. You know, or just watch stuff about World War Two like I do. Also becoming or the French Revolution. Yes, or the French and Indian Wars. Okay, I gotta stop looking for my wife naked on the internet. <laughs> I'm not naked on the internet. Alice, it's you are. not true. No. But you know what I do Fake love them? News. You are indeed. So <laughs> there's a there's, I do want that Senator Dodd picture though, because I like that. It's a cute picture. I like that. He had a cart in the Capitol when we were in the Capitol as tourists. He was emptying his office. He had just resigned or quit, retired. And and it said on the cart, Senator Dodds, do not steal. And mm-hmm. I made light of his sign and pretended to be stealing the cart in a picture. Absolutely. It was a good picture. I'll try to find it again. It's in a pile. I did see some pictures behind Nobody cares. So <laughs> until it's up. People then I'll, care. People I want to know. I'll let you guys see everything. I posted the kids' uh, Halloween pictures on Locals, by the way. What I do have, or did you go? What I do have is, uh, this is Joe Biden. Listen to this. He's sitting next to Anthony Blinken at one of these G20 events, mm-hmm. and he's got a hot mic, but he's also trying to figure out his mic and figure out what the hell's going on generally. And listen to him talking. I like this. I like this Joe Biden. Anybody there with him? He's talking to Blinken now. Is, it, is, that, is that the guy, the Italian, all the way in the back? How awesome is that? Is that the guy, the Italian, all the way back? He's like, Mr. President, you not do Blinken knows not to speak near his mic, and I think he's concerned about what Biden's saying, but he doesn't <laughs> want to seem like he's saying, shut up! Because he's around Biden uh, off camera and off mic, and he knows that if Biden thinks he's not being recorded, he could be an idiot, because he is. Yeah, I'm just wondering whether we should wait. Right. As he's testing the mic. Should I start? Well, good late afternoon, everyone. Is this on? Hello, hello. John, sir. <laughs> Go ahead. Hello, everyone. I'm not sure this is functioning. Oof. Well, Blinken's trying to, me to use this do one. some AV troubleshooting <laughs> for him. For the press, but. Can you hear? All right. Here we go. Now we're going. So. Uh, he also fell asleep during you one know of what? the climate presentations. I'm going to let him go for that. 
He's in there in a in a row of a bunch of people. There's a godforsaken, boring ass <laughs> climate thing going on, and he nods off. I don't blame him. That would be torture. I don't blame him either, but he's trying to tell us it's a freaking emergency and we right. all have to give up our cars. So if you can't even stay awake through the presentation about how we're all supposedly going to die, then maybe cool it with telling me what to do. How about that? Oh, Alice. Cynic, cynic, cynic. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. I don't. Pl- it looks awful. I hold that whole event. The, all, everything they're doing looks awful and terrible. And until somebody starts talking about, there's also they've flown thirty thousand people out there. Many of them on private jets. There were people tweeting images and videos of like the cars waiting for them to get out of the events, like all over the alleyways, just idling in all the alleyways to pick up all the VIPs. I know, but it's not. But you know, like, are we going to go there? It's so, such easy low hanging fruit. But it's hypocrisy. Yes, it's it is. True. It's like. It Gavin Newsom going out to eat during when he's not allowing people in restaurants, right? And like, it's that's the thing is, it's like, don't expect me to take any of this seriously, right? No, because they believe it, but they don't really believe it. They don't really believe it. it. Nobody really believes it because it's ridiculous. No, if anybody really, really believed it, then um, they'd be building nuclear power plants right now. Greta Thunberg really believes it because she's an autistic child and. You know, but other than that, like the people that matter don't act like they believe it. So none of us should really be acting like they believe it. You know, I I mean, like, sure, I believe that human beings impact the environment. That seems like a safe guess. But like, it's not clear to me that any of the stuff that they're promising to do is going to do anything about it. And it's not clear. It's not clear to me that they know what to do about it. I think it's just one of those things that you have to try and like be smart about your choices. And, you know, but you you like can't do anything too drastic because you it it won't they don't know what to do about it. You know, they they don't know. And, you know, we can actually deal with the effects as they happen. You know, we can deal with flooding. We can deal with the sea levels rising. Like, these are things we can do stuff about. I remember seeing a a news story where somebody was saying Lower Manhattan was going to be underwater by some year. And I thought to myself, like, Lower Manhattan is not going to be underwater. There's too much money in Lower Manhattan for that to be allowed to happen. Nobody's going to allow Lower Manhattan to be underwater. Right. That's not that's not a reality of something that's going to happen. So we'll just deal with what happens as it happens. And, you know, like if we can find ways to make smarter choices and, you know, like I think nuclear probably is a part of that mix. Ultimately, then I think that that will be a good thing ultimately. But like, okay, so take Tesla, for example. You know, we know a ton of good liberals around us all drive Teslas, right? Mm-hmm. All the electric cars, they're good. They're making a good choice. They don't use any gas, blah, 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 blah. As Biden said, they can drive across the country on right. one tank of gas by plugging in everywhere, right? And like, I mean, that's fine, but Tesla really has no competitors. So it was funny, like on Twitter today, basically, uh, you know, the the world food whatever thing in the UN where they try and solve hunger tweeted mm-hmm. about how Elon Musk made all this money and they were like oh like a sixth of the money that Elon Musk made during the pandemic 6 billion dollars would solve world hunger now leave aside for the moment the fact that their budget is like 8 billion dollars and they have not yet solved world hunger <laughs> so that just makes you question it from the start but he like doesn't give a crap. So he just tweeted at them and was like, really? Six billion dollars of my money can solve world hunger? Well, you know what? Like, show me the plan of how my six billion dollars can solve world hunger. Like, actually open your books and show me transparently what you'll do with my six billion dollars and how you'll solve hunger. And I'll sell the Tesla stock right now and give you six billion dollars. And they were like, you know what? We'll call you and we're going to set something up to get this money. <laughs> and then, like, the left is framing it like Elon Musk pledges to solve world hunger by donating to. And it's like, no, 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 no. That's not what happened. He challenged them to show him how they can solve world hunger if he gives them $6 billion. And they've got nothing because, of course, you can't solve hunger by a billionaire dumping money into the problem. Whoa, interesting, Alice. What's interesting? Nothing. I, <clears throat> it, um, go along those lines. I got a call today. Okay. About on the air, about a volcano erupting. 
mm-hmm. a huge volcano erupting. Is this the one like off the coast of Africa? Yes, the La Palma, yeah. Volcano Ash Cloud. A bolt of lightning was seen flashing through the ash cloud above the Cumbre Vieja volcano in the Spanish island of La Palma on October 30th. Video was released by Spins. Uh, volcanic lightning can occur when particles ejected um, become electrically charged through friction. They reported that a magnitude 5 earthquake shook the island on October 31st as lava continued to pour from the volcano. By October 31st, lava had claimed some 975 hectares in the island. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, 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 uh, scientists with Caperna... Okay. 2,574 buildings in Paloma have been destroyed since eruptions began on September 19th. Apparently this thing... Mm-hmm. Well, one, what I noticed, what jumped out at me right now is that on this page it says... I just had to agree to this is Yahoo News to terms of service. Okay. And in the page in the top it says, Yahoo has been acquired and we are changing our company name to Yahoo E M E A Limited. You can find out more about it here. I didn't know that. Okay. But that's neither here nor there. But anyway, this guy called and said, This volcano is seriously serious stuff. And it just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. And they're afraid, among other things, of tsunamis that could reach the East Coast of the United States. Yeah, I've heard that. But, like, the people that say that have been saying that for years, that this could happen. And, like, I just, I don't know. But this thing apparently is an outlier volcano. Okay. Um, Politicians ask if we could simply bomb La Palma volcano. The Canary Islands eruption is intensifying. And people are starting to get desperate, apparently. Since the Cumbre Vieja volcano began erupting in the island of Palma in the Canary Islands on September 19th, the lava flows have destroyed more than 2,500 buildings, forced 7,500 people to evacuate, and introduced a number of deadly hazards in the area. The lava is showing no sign of stopping or slowing down, so one local politician has a brilliant idea. What if we just bomb the bleep out of it? Does that work? I'm for it, regardless. <laughs> just see what happens. Yes. Uh, he said, isn't there a plane that flies and can drop today? The technology is very reliable. And boom, and send the lava. This guy sounds like Trump. It's lava uh, in a different direction, he said in an interview with radio or whatever. As crazy as the guy's idea sound, he's actually not the first one to come up with it. And it's even been tried before. Lava flows are tricky to stop. Uh, Shannon Nawataniak, a professor of geology at Idaho State University, said in a BBC interview, humans have had a spectacularly poor success rate at stopping lava. Lava often flows through what are known as lava tubes, where molten lava is surrounded by hard, protective, cool crust. Accordingly, the idea of forcibly breaking them up with explosives is not per se a bad one. It would break through the hard outer crust and expose the lava flow to air, cooling it down and possibly diverting flow to a new route. It's even been attempted before. In 1935, the U.S. Army dropped a cluster of bombs onto the active Humulala hour flow in Hawaii. Anyway, desperate times call for desperate... This is a Gizmodo, I think. Desperate times call for desperate measures, and things have gotten pretty gnarly on La Palma recently. Some of the flows are now more than 130 feet tall. Earthquakes of up to magnitude 4.9 shook La Palma and its neighboring islands up to 60 miles away last week. Experts say there could be earthquakes of up to magnitude 6 on the Richter scale, which could unleash a new wave of damage even outside the area's impact by the lava flows. Dramatic lightning tied to the volcano has also lit up the sky. Scientists from the Canary Islands, volcanologists, said the lightning sightings uh, have become more common in recent days. So what's my, like, too long, didn't read? What's my takeaway about the volcano? What do I need to do about the so volcano? So here's my thing. You know, I did, okay. I did look into, uh, being a climate skeptic, <laughs> I did look into, a couple of years ago, the impact of volcanoes on the climate and there is an absolute correlation of cause and effect the uh, aerosols from the uh, volcanoes the theory is this that there was so much volcanic activity um in the 90s that mm-hmm. it actually cooled stabilized the earth's mm. temperature for a decade after or so and i might have the decade wrong but anyway so so i wonder how much of the climate is affected by this and you got to mm-hmm. think this thing, the outpouring in this thing, how much it, it's emitting, what it really does to the atmosphere. Also, how cool is this that we've got a crazy volcano that's just like just not relenting? I yeah, th- I mean, I think it's it's very cool. I believe it. There are you know theories about this stuff. There are years that people think that like volcanic activity like affected human history and stuff. I mean, the, this is like a thing, but. 
Well, yes. Yeah, I mean, but also, like, I just don't think there's much people can do about it. I think it's a good, like, a metaphor for climate change because it's, you know, like, despite people saying maybe we should bomb the volcano, like, I don't know that there's a lot that we know how to do about volcanoes. It might just be, like, an act of God kind of thing where you just have to deal with it and go about your day because you can't really be worried if the volcano is going to affect you because you can't do anything about the volcano. You know, you might just have to live your life and, like, hope that the volcano doesn't kill you. Like, I don't know what you can do about volcanoes, like, how you can prevent that. 1816. Yeah. The year without a summer. In 1816, a volcanic eruption cooling and cooling sun brought about sleet, snow, and frost. The world experienced a sudden drop in temperatures and an uptick in erratic weather patterns, causing mm-hmm. massive food shortages across the northern hemisphere. This is in 1816. I mean, yeah, there was also a volcano in 1600 that people talk about in the Andes in South America. I mean, like, I, but again, like, I don't, what are you supposed to do about volcanoes? Like, what's my action item from the volcano? What caused the 1816s freezing summer? Nobody apparently had an immediate answer, but many conjectured that the crisis weather was due to the positions of the planets, the distance between Earth and the moon, or sunspots. At the time, Earth was already experiencing uh, the concluding decades of the Little Ice Age due to a period of relatively low solar activity from 1790 to 1830, known as the Dalton Minimum. You should like this geeky stuff. May 1816, in particular, had the lowest sunspot number, 0.1. I could have tell George about this. To date, since record-keeping on solar activity had begun. Uh, a 13,000-foot-high volcano on the island of Sambawa near Bali, Indonesia, was a primary cause of the year without a summer. The eruption happened in April of 1815 and was one of the greatest volcanic eruptions in history. Its toll, perhaps as many as 90,000 lives. It ejected immense amount of volcanic ash. Anyway, it snowed in the summer. Wild weather events in the summer of 1816. May frosts killed off most crops in upstate New York and the higher elevations of Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. We've got a little place in Vermont. Imagine that. It's, suddenly, it's, it's crops Raining. get killed. Mm-hmm. In June 6th, snow fell in Albany, New York, and Denny'sville, Maine. June 6th. In Cape May, New Jersey, frost was reported five nights in a row in late June, causing extensive crop damage. Lake and river ice was observed as far north as northwestern Pennsylvania in July, with frost reported as far south as Virginia. Rapid dramatic temperature changes occurred frequently as temperatures sometimes went from above normal levels to near freezing within hours. U.S. grain prices at least quadrupled and oat prices increased almost eightfold. Famine, riots, arson, and looting occurred in many European cities, while China suffered from a massive crop failure and disastrous floods. And a disruption in the Indian summer monsoon season spread a cholera outbreak from the river, what's it, Ganges? Ganges? Ganges. It's Ganges, in India. Mm-hmm. All the way to Moscow. <clears throat> so it's interesting. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. We haven't hit uh, tornadoes. I am I'm intrigued by this tor- uh Volcano, Alice. I'm intrigued by it. Okay, it well, maybe me. it will. You can go watch Boba Fett. Uh, the I am not going to watch, Boba and I'll be Fett. watching this volcano and prepping. You're fine. You can prep. All right. Uh, let's see. Back to politics. I'm sorry, Alice. You, you know, you win some, you lose some, and it comes with people who I like. I have now become a fan of Alec Baldwin because. Uh, his, his he's is... completely insane. His whole life is insane. I like his over the top attitude. He's just nuts. And his and the fact that I I empathize with him for being for having to deal with that woman. And now I dislike Larry Sabato, who I used to like a lot. The University of Virginia guy pollster who used to be a really down the middle analyst. I thought he was anyway when he did analysis. It was usually on Fox News, so maybe he was you know being cute with Fox News. But listen to this now. He's asked on MSNBC or wherever it is about the uh, race in Virginia. So how did education become the number one issue, Larry? Because one of the candidates decided it was his ticket to the governor's mansion, and he may well be right. The operative word is not critical, and it's not theory. It's race. What a shock, huh? Race. That is what matters, and that's why it sticks. 
there's a lot of, we can call it white backlash, white resistance, uh, whatever you want to call it. It has to do with race. And so we live in a post-factual era anyway, Chris. This is a post-factual era. It doesn't matter that it isn't taught in Virginia schools. It's this generalized attitude that whites are being put upon, and we've got to do something about it, we being white voters. What an a-hole. What really? <laughs> what an a-hole. First of all, to, to be that so thin, I mean, that is, he's just simply... Uh, messaging for Democrats there. He's just oh, yeah. doing Well, first work. of all, anybody who says, like, critical race theory isn't even taught in the school, like, you're already way into gaslighting territory right. when you say that because we all know what people mean when they say critical race theory in the yes, school. Yes, they don't hand out the critical race theory books to all the students <laughs> and write on the board, critical race theory. It's all the teachings and the little uh, construct that falls within it that they disseminate to the kids in one way or another. But no, I mean, the liberals who, you know, have all the subtlety in the world when it comes to finding racism and white supremacy and things, like Colin Kaepernick can say that, like, the NFL is full of white supremacy because they can sense the very subtle tides of white supremacy. When it comes to critical race theory, they absolutely can see zero nuance. They can only see if there's, like, a class entitled critical race theory where they teach the fundamental texts of critical race theory. Nothing else could possibly be influenced by critical race theory in any any way unless it's absolutely the most obvious thing they have zero sense of nuance or subtlety when it comes to their own stuff only like when only when it comes to sniffing out theories they don't like are they completely you know on board with the most broad definitions of everything but yeah you know how it goes but that just that's just a starting point of what he says here right like the that's just like, his premise that he's starting at is like, oh, well, critical race theory isn't right. even taught in the Virginia schools. Like, that's, but anybody who says that, you already know, is not an honest or a well informed no. actor in the conversation. No, he's just being a partisan in a really angry one right now. Yeah. Like, he's a pollster who does not like what he's seeing in the polls in Virginia, mm -hmm. and he's saying, GD, freaking. Stupid, they're using this critical race theory and it's working because it's scaring people into think that they're going to start teaching black history and they can't handle it. And it's like, oh man, it's, it's ugly stuff. But uh, yeah, maybe he's on, maybe Terry McAuliffe has uh, been paying him to do polling, who knows. But Mac uh, McAuliffe... Whatever it is, it does not look, the way that they're acting and the way that the Terry McAuliffe campaign and other Dem operatives are giving interviews right now does not look good for the Terry McAuliffe campaign. No, it looks small <laughs> and desperate. Oh, hold on, hold on, Terry. He doesn't believe the nurse working in a cancer ward should be required to be vaccinated. I happen to believe it. He doesn't believe, he says, day one, all masks come off and all vaccine requirements of teachers goes away. That will not happen with Governor Terry McAuliffe. Let me tell you this. we got to protect our students. Today, 1,142 of our children have been hospitalized with COVID. We just lost two 11-year-olds. Do you really want parents here sending your child to first grade where the teacher's not vaccinated and they're not wearing masks? No! Well, that's what you get with Glenn Trumpkin. That's what you're going to get. Of course, those numbers are invented. He's already been given four Pinocchios by the Washington Post for citing those numbers, and he's still out there doing it because he has nothing else in his yeah, he's quiver. He's out of stuff. And he was—he thought he'd have the air cover of a infrastructure bill to say, "Guess what's coming our way, everybody?" And it's my team got us. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but now he's got—he's got nothing. He looks terrible. This thing—this thing Friday was a total cluster f. It'll mm -hmm. go down in history as a an f up for the ages trying to install racists uh and in front of the bus is really just ridiculous he seemed i really hope he loses i mean we'll see i'm i'm worried to get yeah to i mean anything could happen i certainly think the new jersey race is the same time i don't have a lot of hope for the new jersey race no. a couple of people have asked me about that too i i mean i just am not seeing in any of the polls any indication that it's close enough to have hope in new jersey it I just don't. Um, but but the Virginia polls, I mean, 538, which is not a Republican organization, has uh, has Youngkin up right now by a point 
and he's been gaining steadily, and they have him up by a point in their um, polling average on 538. He was, like, up by half a point yesterday. More polls have come out. He's gone up. So. The left hates Nate Silver now. Why? Why is it? Um, he did something to take them, take them off. Well, I mean, even back in... <clears throat> Back in 2016, they were mad at him because he... He was delivering poll results? <laughs> well, because he told them that there was like a two-thirds chance that Hillary Clinton was going to win. Even though it was like all the other poll aggregators, like the New York Times and HuffPost and stuff, had Hillary Clinton at like 99% chance of winning. Right. He had her at like a 60% chance of winning. And so they felt like reassured by that and safe. And then they were betrayed when Trump oh, actually won. So they're like still mad. They have not forgiven him for that. Isn't that interesting? Because a pollster emotionally hurt you. <laughs> Put my lights on. You remind me. I'm sorry, your Himalayan salt lights weren't on, sweetie. I forgot to remind oh. you what happened. I replaced your batteries. Okay, they're working. Thank you. You're good. All right. So um, now the audio came out of the pilot. Let's go, Brandon. Pilot. Wait. So, oh. but I sent you an update on this. It seems like this is older audio. This right, is I another saw that. pilot. I saw that. But let's play it. Play okay. what came out anyway. Right east, about uh, seven or eight miles an hour. Good visibility, mostly clear skies, seventy-seven degrees. Thanks for coming out and flying the Southwest Airlines. Welcome aboard. Let's go for it. Let's go something. I can't really make it out at the end. So now they've found that that is, that was like a month old. So that, yes. So it appears that this, this is from someone's TikTok video that apparently somebody had tweeted about on October 12th. So they're saying maybe it's October 11th. There was a Braves game. He might've been saying, let's go Braves. But the AP story referenced to the pilot who said, let's go Brandon, according to this. AP reporter, who's the only source for this claim, who was writing a story about the phrase, let's go, Brandon, at the time she was on the flight where she claims the pilot said, let's go, Brandon, Uncanny. where she tried to burst into the cockpit to get a statement from the pilot and was prevented from so doing by the is that, crew. Is that not allowed? <laughs> Let's see why. Excuse me, press, press, I have to get a statement. I really need to get in there. <laughs> so, and she was probably like, drinking wine on the flight or something. God knows. Anyway, so she claims a pilot on October 29th said, let's go, Brandon, on the flight. So that can't be the same recording, but we're not totally clear. There's no recording of that. Anyway, Southwest is investigating the claim. I don't think there's going to be much they can do because the pilot on Southwest has a union contract, and I don't think this is going to rise to the level of something the union's going to let him get fired for. You know, and... I mean, it's so funny to me because the left is acting like they've all been like personally threatened by this. They're like, my God. Oh, man, if that's I were, piece, Alice. If I were on the flight, I don't know what I would have done if I would have felt safe. Like like the pilot's <laughs> like going to be a suicide flight because Did, he said, let's have go, you, Brandon. Have you read the full Dan Rather piece? I have. Today? I have. The, read the second half, Dan Rather saying, you sound like people who sit in the bleachers at, at the <laughs> stadium. <clears throat> it's so elitist. It's incredible. Yeah, it's so, so elitist. let me find this. I don't want to read it all though. I just just we the, won't like, read the whole thing. The, the, but... the, the big ending. He's so angry okay. at it. He's angry at let it. Let me read a little. bit. Dan Rather has a piece on Substack today, uh, or I guess last night, where he breaks down the Let's Go Brandon issue for us all in detail. I'm just going to read a little bit from the beginning, and then I'll go down and read about okay. the bleachers. But he says, "I have tried for some time." to avoid commenting on a topic that I felt should be so far beneath our political discourse that to give it the oxygen of attention would be to play into the strategic hopes of those who are seeking to debase our democracy. But as Yoda, the wise sage of Star Wars, might say, if he was trying to fight those who have turned to the dark side of our national polity, ignore it no longer, I can. Get it? Because oh. Yoda talks oh, that way. Oh man, it. that is oh. <laughs> this is you know I, I have a sub stack and this makes me rethink the whole thing. I mean, this an editor was badly needed <laughs> and a psychologist. The issue at hand can succinctly be summed up in three words: Let's go, Brandon. 
If you have no idea what I am talking about, consider yourself fortunate. For reasons too mundane to... Fortunate. (laughs) For reasons so mundane, I'm writing 8,000 words on it. (laughs) For reasons too mundane to fully outline here, Let's Go Brandon has become a favorite chant and rallying cry for many Republicans as a stand-in for another three-word chant that you may have also heard. F. Joe Biden. With F for the purposes of decorum in this newsletter. We know. We know, Tan. Why you're not using it. Just, we get it. Standing for a four-letter vulgarity. Um, so then he uh, talks about this and about um, all this stuff. So then we get down to, uh, where is the bleachers part? Um, it's not surprising that the F. Joe Biden chant began at sporting events because it is just the kind of thing that happens when tens of thousands of often inebriated fans get riled up over a game, fueling a group-enforced hatred for an opposing team. Adults who should know better sometimes get carried away. But this isn't a game. This isn't something where you act stupid on a Saturday afternoon and then can go back to your normal life once the beer and the heartburn from the hot dogs have worn off. This is our national identity. There's no elitism there at all. Once the (laughs) beer and your hot dog essence is gone. What dinks? That's how fantastic is that? Uh, But yeah, you should read the whole Dan Rather Substack piece. It's at steady.substack.com. Called a party embraces vulgarity. It says that the chant perfectly encapsula- encapsulates the rotten unseriousness of the Republican Party. Like the smart aleck in the classroom who adds nothing but juvenile taunts. I mean, like, get help. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not, I don't think it's great that we're, that, I, I think it's great that they're using Let's Go Brandon because... Because it's so second layer. It's working off right. of the reporter. And, and so it's kind of, su- it's smart in a way. Well, right. And I said this to you this morning. Like, the point of Let's Go Brandon isn't just that it's a substitute for F. Joe Biden, which it is. But it's not like a secret that that's what it means. The point of it is, is because it so perfectly boils down the whole thing where the media is lying to cover up the fact that people don't like Joe Biden. It's right. It perfectly gets to the essence of, you're not listening to us. We hate this guy. We hate this guy. And you're pretending this isn't happening. You're pretending the Afghanistan stuff isn't happening. You're pretending the inflation isn't happening. You're pretending that none of this is really happening. You're pretending all our concerns aren't real. And I mean, that's what Let's Go Brandon means, because... People were saying F Joe Biden and they were like, that's not what they're saying. Everything's fine here. That's why people are saying, let's go, Brandon. I mean, like it, F Joe Biden was a thing, but people it, there wouldn't be hugely popular T-shirts that said F Joe Biden. Right. Like Did you it's because it gets to the core of the fact that that the entire left and the entire media establishment is in denial mm-hmm. about how badly this president is screwing up everyone's lives. Yes, absolutely. You're right, absolutely. And the fact that it that it's not just they're not they're not owning anything, anything, anything that they've up to. They're not owning anything, and they're they've constructed a new reality instead. Mm-hmm. The new reality is successful historic airlift. The new reality is people being strapped at the border, rather than the reality being the border's a mm-hmm. mess. People streaming over. Yeah, the supply chain problems are because the economy's doing right. so well. It's transitory, and people are hearing this. The new reality is that this person. The data is very clear, as Dr. Walensky said on an earlier uh, an earlier briefing today. This is really becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated, and the the the. Truth is that person has been vaccinated and now has COVID again. Right. So people are hearing, seeing what's happening. The fact that this administration is living in a different reality and one that doesn't feel their pain. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, they're seeing, uh, you know, gas prices go up and all this other stuff that really hurts and sucks. Right. And that, that the heating oil is going to go double. I don't know how, what we're going to do in this house. Uh, like, uh, Yeah. What? We're just going to not pay them, probably. Is what we're right. Gonna we're going to stiff them. Yeah. And, uh, and that's going to be more. Uh, part, I mean, it's incredible in how disconnected they are. And it's just, they're they're so arrogant. And just, just 
Like, you saw Biden try to fish around with a microphone. It's like, he's gone. Unfortunately, the only part of him that's left is the cynical part. The wor- the They're going to put you back in chains part. And that sucks. Well, right. He's got his, like, political muscle memory has taken over. Like, he's got no content left. He just has, like, the motions that he goes through. You know what I mean? Like, it really... Do you ever notice, like, when people get older and they start to, like, lose stuff, but in a way they, like, weirdly become more, like, just the core of who they are? Like, all the muscles that they've kept using over the years, they, like, keep doing the motions of the person that they were and all Mm -hmm. that stuff? Like, that's what it is, is it's like, this is all that's left, is Joe Biden, who, like knows how to kind of politic and like give a speech and say Joey and stuff and like but there's no like there's no there there anymore there's no like the underlying person is completely it's like empty empty slate at this point yeah yeah so I mean so that's why it's just kind of interesting I, I don't <laughs> but also this not only is this thing it's catching on worldwide now but also Every corner where there's a crowd, this is happening. Some people are just in it because if you're, you know, 18 years old, you're saying the forbidden thing and it's fun. Mm-hmm. But with many people, there is such deep consternation for this guy from every corner of this country. Right. That, I mean, that's huge. A marketer would kill for something to catch on like this. Mm-hmm. In order for something to go this viral so that people enact it, like right. the wave, I mean, that's huge. Right. And I think part of it feeds into, too, what we've talked about before, that we're, like, sort of at the cusp of this moment. And I don't know if this is what it was like when, like, Reagan was there or what, like, when he won a 49-state whatever in -hmm. his re-election. But it feels like we're, like, on the cusp of this big shift because people are so fed up like i was just reading a whole thing about how the polling is shifting about the vaccine mandates they're starting to lose support because it's like people are seeing that like a bunch of firehouses in new york are shut down that you're losing first responders and like realistically like you might want firefighters to be vaccinated but ultimately if your house is burning down you'd rather an unvaccinated firefighter show up than nobody mm-hmm. at the end of the day so i think like people are seeing this stuff the support for mandates is slipping people are really feeling the effects of a biden economy on their wallet and this stuff like like you're right it is transgressive it is edgy to say you know, let's go Brandon and F Joe Biden and this stuff. Like, this is where the cool kids are. The other people are banning Dave Chappelle. I mean, even Mm. Jimmy Kimmel is making fun of the people who are getting rid of Halloween. Like, it feels like we're moving towards the energy and the, the coolness of the political movement being on the American right rather than the left at this point in time. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can feel this sort of shift happening underfoot. Totally agree. And just, just imagine, imagine the fun that's being had in the right with Let's Go Brandon versus the scolding that Dan Rather and his Excuse buddies. Excuse me, to, this is extremely it's vulgar. Bleachers? It's a hot dog <laughs> and beer. Are they drunk? Oh, my God. I mean, did, did everybody not see the beginnings of this country? Do you not know the kind of things that was said? Americans are a-holes. They don't like to be condescended to and talked down to by anybody. By mm-hmm. anybody. They don't like to be told what to do. A lot right. of people who were Mr. and Mrs. Vaccine, when you tell them they got to say it, take it and say, go f*** yourself. They exactly. don't like to be told what to do. And then when they, you then condescend to them and said, oh, mm-hmm. you must sit in the bleachers. And, oh. You probably eat hot dogs if you think it's okay to say, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> right. I mean, and not for nothing, too, but, like, I don't think it's a surprise that there are multiple, like, we've talked about the Bryson Gray one that got us kicked off YouTube, but there are multiple rap songs that use the lyrics, Let's Go Brandon, right now, that are doing really well on the charts. I don't think that's a coincidence. I mean, rap went through the original parental advisory warnings with Tipper Gore. That was considered an assault on free speech that they were sticking a label on the CDs. You know what I mean? Like, and now... 
these artists are getting kicked off YouTube because of like a rap song that they're writing. You think people are going to stand for this? It, it seems nuts to me to imagine, but, you know, it's it feels like it feels like even, you know, the mainstream culture is now like shifting on Biden. Yeah. And on the left in general, and on this like weird scoldy culture. Yeah, I I definitely think so. I definitely think so, and um, it's freaking great. As a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. it's wonderful. I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it. All of it happened. I by the way, I ran. You know, did you know that? Are you looking for? Did you do your interval training? No, I'm good. I'm all set. I've said my piece. Um, I did. I did it yesterday. It was not. Didn't. I'm I'm encouraged. Everything hurts today, of course. That's good, though. I'm encouraged. I'm Hurting encouraged. is good. Yeah, definitely. I definitely, yes. And we'll... you look cute in your navy blue vest. Well, thank you. Thank you. This is my new breath. You're cozy because I refuse to turn the heat on because we're going to have a huge heating bill. So That's right. I have not turned it on. Our house was uh, 58 degrees over the weekend, mm-hmm. and I refused to turn the heat on. I told the kids to get a sweatshirt. But, yeah, that's where we are. Austerity measures at the mm-hmm. Shattuck household. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you to our Patreon listeners who support us so much. We appreciate it a lot. Uh, you can check out our extra Patreon shows at patreon.com slash burnbarrel. We're also at burnbarrel.locals.com. And as always, for free, we're on Twitter at burnbarrelpod. We're at facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast, burnbarrelpodcast.com. And you can email us if you want. We're at burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.